we're selfish by nature. And so when we first come into the kingdom of God, it's normal to be somewhat selfish in our prayers until we start to mature. Do you think you have selfish prayers, Janelle? I do, actually. I do. It's really messed up. Like it's like selfish? all about me. Now, I pray for people. You pray for me? I actually do a lot. Like, Lord, please. <laughs> <laughs> but if, but since, well we're gonna keep, since we're going to keep it honest, it's like, can you help him so I can have a better day tomorrow? Ah, <laughs> Isn't wow. that selfish? Play. Well played, Janelle. <laughs> One point, Janelle. See that? Zero points, bro. I'm going to learn today. And we're going to talk about <laughs> selfish prayers and what the consequences are for that coming up in just a few. Two blind men hear that Jesus is coming by. And you can imagine, okay, we're blind. We don't get to follow him. We don't get these opportunities. And so in spite of people trying to tell them to be quiet, Bartimaeus would not stop calling out for Jesus' attention. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones, the ones that make you feel uncomfortable, that's where we go. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. There's a desire thinking us to want to still tell them what we want. So how, how do we pray in a way that isn't hiding it from them, because we can't hide from it, but makes the proper spiritual turn? If we become sincere Christ followers, our prayers will start to change. We'll start to have our eyes open spiritually. You'll start to ask God for the things you know He wants to do in your life. It'll take you to a whole new level. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle, Brian, and if you don't want to miss anything, just hit that subscribe button. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. Joining us live in studio, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> founding and senior pastor of Hope Alliance Bible Church in Maple Heights. I'm like getting verklempt oh, talking about it. Oh, it's okay. Reverend Dr. Ron Morrison, welcome back to the studio. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good to be here. Thanks for making the trek in the studio. It's really nice. I always love being with you guys. I don't blame you. Wow, Brian. <laughs> Man. Are you still praying for me? <laughs> I know. Let's talk about more. humility this morning. For real. <laughs> no, that's not the topic. <laughs> no. That's not the topic. <laughs> Stay focused. So today you want to talk a bit about selfish prayers. But I mean, come on, I'm I need help. Amen. <laughs> I got wants, I got needs. I mean, it's not inherently wrong to pray for ourselves, right? Of course not. But what is it that you're praying for? yourself? Is it really going to be for God's glory or just something that makes you feel better about yourself? I want to use a passage in Mark 10 to make a point. Mm-hmm. It's a story that everyone that reads the Bible is familiar with. You'll recall that James and John and their mom approached Jesus with this blank check, and they said, Lord, we want you to do whatever we ask. And Jesus being all wise, he didn't say, okay. He said, what is it you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. And that, that's, when, that's very clever. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I always learn a lesson from that. So. And what kind of bold question is that? <laughs> Who does that? Exactly. You bring your mom. Like, like that's going to be more authority. Right. Right. Look, look, I got my mom right here. We're playing the, rel- we're playing the <laughs> oh, relative real. connection. We are, we are relative. Are you going to say so. no to my mother? <laughs> and so, you know the story, they... They wanted these exalted positions on his right hand and on his left in the kingdom. 
And he said, do you know what you're asking for? And without knowing what that price might be, they said, of course, we can handle it. And he said to them, it's not for me to give you what you want, paraphrasing. These positions go to whom it has been prepared. Point being that God wants us to realize that he has something prepared for each of us. And then he's going to prepare us to fit that position. And so the kind of prayers that people ask where they, they want these glorious spots, instead of learning to pray, what does Jesus really want for me? And he's going to answer that and illustrate that in the same chapter later on with another encounter. I started noticing that he often would teach something or do a miracle for the guys and then almost immediately after that give them a life example so that the teaching would be reinforced. Hmm. And a lot of times you miss that. And so after our, our break, I will go to the second part where you actually see the same question being posed, but the response is literally eye-opening. And, and before we get there, uh, can Janelle and I have those seats? Oh, wait, no, we shouldn't ask yeah, for that. Yeah, for real. Oh, we'll take my mom. She'll ask. <laughs> Coming up in just a minute more with Dr. Ron Morrison, founding and senior pastor, Hope Alliance Bible Church in Maple Heights. Hey, it's Brian. I've got one little request. Now, I'm not good at tap dancing, so I will not tap dance around it. So here it is. We need your money. Okay, that was a little direct, but it's true. We're part of Moody Radio Cleveland, and we're a listener-supported ministry. So people like you who listen to this podcast every week faithfully, and we're grateful for you, you are the ones who keep every episode coming out time and again. And it's not cheap to keep radio stations and podcasts running. So would you prayerfully consider a donation to this ministry? Super easy to do that. Go to moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. Again, moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. And you can follow links there to get your gift in safely and securely right now. Thanks. Brian and Janelle, Moody Radio Cleveland, in studio with us, our friend, Dr. Ron Morrison, helping Brian with his selfish (laughs) prayers. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) No, we all do that. And I like your example in Mark 10, Mm -hmm. where Peter brought his mom. Well, it was James and John, right? James and John brought their mom. See, it's always Peter. Peter gets blamed for everything. James James and John, right? And they're like, hey... We want to sit one on the left, one on the right. Yes, so I remember that. Do that, yeah, and I believe they're cousins, and yeah. so you, you you see them playing the relative card. Yeah, this is if, my auntie. If anybody yeah, should yeah. get these positions, <laughs> it should be us. And there, there's mom as the spokesperson, and like Jesus wouldn't turn us down. <laughs> but the point is, and I my illustration with this is how many guys and gals do we know that are what they're asking the Lord for is this exalted ministry position. You know, I, I want the big church. I want to be the celebrity. I, I want to be noticed. And so the prayers are really selfish because they've decided what they want, what position they want, not necessarily to advance the kingdom or for the glory of God, but actually, God, would you do this for me? Because I want to be seen. I want to be up front. I want to right. be known as having the biggest. And, the, and a lot of people wind up being dropouts yeah. Because they get so discouraged that they don't get to be the megachurch pastor or the guy on television. And you're praying selfishly. You need to find out what does Jesus want for you? What has he prepared for you? And he's trying to prepare you for it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was listening to the latest episode of the uh, Rise and Fall of Mars Hill from Christianity Today. 
and Andy Crouch. He's an author. Mm-hmm. He wrote mm-hmm. uh, Culture, Culture Making. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how Mother Teresa and Princess Diana died in the same week. Mm-hmm. And everybody spent so much time in their lives wanting to be like Diana, wanting to be a princess and wanting totally to... Totally unreachable. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. one's going to... What are the odds that anybody you know is going to marry royalty and be... Especially in England. Yeah. Okay? And so you can't do that. But the same week, Mother Teresa dies and we can all be Mother Teresa right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just miserable. Nobody wants to do that because the true calling in that is not happy and fun. Exactly. It's not glorious for yourself. It's suffering... For the glory of God, which she willingly did, yeah. which he tried to tell James and John was coming. Yeah. They didn't know that. Uh, but who got their head chopped off first? Wow. Who, who suffered for the glory of God? They didn't know that was coming. All they said, yeah, we want these positions. You don't know the price that may cost. Yeah. How do we miss that? Um, because we don't pray like the other gentlemen in Mark 10. Oh, look at you oh, teaching the Bible. Oh, got to read the whole chapter, brother. Oh. I can't just take it out of context. For real. So what happened? So, so here, here they are in, in the area of Jericho, and two blind men hear that Jesus is coming by. Mark focuses on just Bartimaeus, and his name means son of honor. So you get the position that maybe he had something that he once lost. And so they hear Jesus is passing by, and you can imagine, okay, we're blind. We don't get to follow him. We don't get these opportunities. And so in spite of people trying to tell them to be quiet, they insistently kept shouting at him. Bartimaeus would would not stop calling out for Jesus's attention. And so Jesus stopped and said, bring him to me. He, he cast aside his, uh, whatever he was probably collecting his coins in, and he immediately approached Jesus. And we noticed that Jesus asked the exact same question. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do for you? Exact same question he posed to James and John. Interesting. I don't know that I've ever connected those two stories. Janelle, I know, didn't, right? Oh! (laughs) No, have you seriously ever connected these two? No. No. But they're supposed to be together. Okay, so keep going. You've got me here. So he asked the exact same question, but notice how different the response is. Bartimaeus said, Lord, I just want to see. And when you think of spiritually what that also means because Jesus said your faith has saved you and Bartimaeus begins to follow him I believe one of the life lessons he wants us to to pray for is instead of just deciding what we think we should get we should say Lord would you open my eyes and if my eyes are open I will follow you and if I follow you then I will walk right into what you really want for me to have and we miss that. Yeah. Because sadly, a lot of us have that James and John attitude. All we pray about is what's going to make us look good. But if God made me a megachurch pastor, I could do so much good for him, pastor. Yes. Is that what he wanted for you? And that's what we miss. Yeah. Because if I'm not praying, Lord, open my eyes, then I, I won't see why he wants me to pastor 200 people instead of 2,000. Or 20,000. I might have been a total wreck pastoring 20,000 where pastoring 200 would be my sweet spot. You know what? But if my eyes aren't open, I'm not going to see that. It's like our eyes and our hearts and like the transforming of our hearts. Because 
it's very fresh for me because I shared my testimony in my in my workshop at the women's conference. And when the Lord told me in that season to give up my career as an engineer to stay home, mm-hmm. my eyes were open. I knew what he was telling yes. me. It's a whole other question in terms of like really submitting and really like embracing his will. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we I know I lacked it for years. I struggled. You know, because we our flesh gets in the way. Yes. And he'll tell us, we'll be like, I see it, but I want. Yes. Or is this really what I need? And we fight God in terms mm-hmm. of his plan. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the church culture has contributed to so many people feeling disappointed in ministry because yeah. most of the books on the market were how to you know, grow your church yes. exponentially in seven easy steps or in one year, we went from 100 to 10,000. And if you just do what I did, you can do that too. Well, that doesn't happen for most people. Yeah. And they feel like I'm a failure, that I'm doing something wrong. And instead of like, Lord, would you open my eyes so I can see what you want for me to do to bring you glory? Because ultimately, that will be what's best for me and his kingdom. And, you know, I think at the same time, for those who actually get what they want, they often realize how horrible it is. Yes, is that a fair assessment to say? I mean, like, because people glorify the pastor position. They're like, wow, you get to get paid to, like, read the Bible and preach. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, you get to preach. That, that's it. Look at you. It's a yeah. great job. And they don't know how many are grossly underpaid mm-hmm. because they don't have the mega church and they still have to labor faithfully and do the right things for the glory of God. But how many of them are going to bed every night feeling like I must be doing something wrong because... My church isn't exploding in growth. and My members are complaining. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, you know, we're har- having a hard time meet- meeting budget. Yeah. People got a whole bunch of problems. They're not listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, yeah. not, I preached on Sunday and they didn't listen. Yeah. And they're still having their issues. And I get calls in the middle of the night and I have to go visit someone in the hospital and they're not grateful. Mm-hmm. It looks glorious and you pray for it, but when you get it, you realize it's a burden of yes. sorts. yes. If you're not letting God prepare you for what he has prepared for you, yeah. going back to what he said to James and John, he said it's, it's given to whom it has been prepared. And until you get your eyes open, you forget that God has something prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And if you cooperate with his Holy Spirit, he will prepare you for it. And you'll be more satisfied than if you had all the notoriety that you think you want. So there's a desire thinking us to want to still tell him what we want. So mm-hmm. how, how do we pray in a way that isn't hiding it from him, because we can't hide from right. him, but makes the proper spiritual turn? I think going back to the, the simple illustration of Bartimaeus starting to follow him, if we become sincere Christ followers, our prayers will start to change. We'll start to have our eyes open spiritually. You'll start to ask God for the things you know he wants to do in your life, it'll take you to a whole new level of spiritual maturity. But it's a growth process. No kid instinctively doesn't ask selfishly. I mean, that's that's what our parents have to break us of. We're selfish by nature. And so when we first come into the kingdom of God, it's normal to be somewhat selfish in our prayers until we start to mature. How do we know if we're doing this and just don't realize it? Uh, I think it's good to look back and, and think of what was I asking the Lord for this time last year? Have I, is anything different? Has anything changed? Am I, am I feeling more confident in my walk with Him? Am I 
Am I seeing a kingdom impact? Is my life being changed along with the lives of those who are around me? We should be able to look back and analyze well and make sure we've made some progress. And one of the ways to do that as well is to get more deeply in God's Word. And I think one of the best places in Northeast Ohio to do that is Hope Alliance Bible Church, not just on Sundays, but you all are teaching Moody classes. So get folks connected. Yes, we would love to see you on Sundays, of course, but we're offering courses. You can come either in person or join us online. So how do people get more information about taking those Moody Bible Institute courses at Hope Alliance Bible Church? You can call us at 216-581-2084, email us hopealliance at sbcglobal.net, or go to hopealliance.academy. You will see all the courses listed along with the other teachers, Dr. Malone, Dr. Bell, and myself, and we're there to serve you. Thanks again, Pastor. My pleasure. Janelle's very convicted by you. Right? I am. I am. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want some more. So, okay, look down, hit that button right there and subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us. How? Okay, come on. Hello. You know. A five-star rating. (laughs) And then you can also hang with us live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Download the Moody Radio app, and we're able to connect with you more. And go to bryantandjanelle.org. And listen, we didn't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, Alan Perry, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. <laughs>